So I'm a father of one. I gotta find a babysitter. I found care.com and I was blown away. Through the platform, I was able to find local and experienced candidates along with their reviews and rates, which were way more affordable than I anticipated. Care.com really put me at ease knowing that they were all required to go through a background check. If you're like me and you need to find someone reliable for your childcare necessities, check out care.com. Find the ideal sitters for your childcare needs. Good morning, it's Thursday, September 19th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily, dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news, all within 15 minutes or fewer. My name is Connor Tapp, and I'm joined by 24-7 Sports College Sports Editor, Trey Scott. Trey, starting off today with a pretty big development and a story that we first told you all about last week. Yeah, and I'm starting this one off with a bit of a tongue twister, so here we go. Alabama's Antonio Alfano melodrama flared back up Wednesday evening when Coach Nick Saban had this to say about the five-star freshman who's been missing in action. Well, I don't really know much about that. I just know that the guy basically quit. Uh, He quit going to class. He quit coming here. Uh, We tried to encourage him. We tried to help him. We tried to set up counseling sessions with him to help him every way we could. And all those things are still available to him if he wants them, but... He didn't respond to any of the things, so I just, until he responds, you just have to assume the guy quit. The whole story, you guys probably know it at this point. Last week, after a month of being in and out of Alabama's practices and sidelines for, you know, for games, Alfano's father, uh, Frank Alfano, said on Twitter his son had requested to enter the transfer portal, saying Antonio was taking the illness of his grandmother, who was on life support, extremely hard and was not attending practices and classes since his grandmother fell ill and that and we kind of all assumed Antonio was sort of shuttling back and forth between Tuscaloosa and uh, New Jersey, uh, where he's from. So the case of a player not working out at a particular college isn't an abnormal deal. But the reason this is such a big one that we're tracking uh, every day, it seems like is outside of it being Alabama and Nick Saban, who delivers a heck of a quote here. Alfano was the number one player in the top 247 for 2019. Uh, a disruptive defensive lineman who is compared to Robert Kandichi. Maybe that comparison was too on the button as extracurricular issues and just a general lack of football guyness torpedoed Kandichi in the NFL. Alfano had some red flags as a high school prospect, and those red flags precluded his rise uh, until he was dominant as a senior and then just so good at the All-American Bowl in San Antonio. Uh, Remember Barton Simmons saying this guy is going to plug and play immediately and replace Quinn Williams. And that never happened for Alfano. He, he never, you know, cracked the, the two deep or the depth chart, uh, even though he wrote in the spring. And in fact, it's Alabama freshman DJ Dale, who looks like next man up at the defensive line. Um, as of Thursday morning, Alfano actually has not popped up in the transfer portal yet. Um, so I don't know what's going on there as far as compliance paperwork goes. We'll see what comes next. But Saban's message leaves no doubt that Alabama has moved on. It's a little bit strange to see just how stark the contrast is in between what Saban is saying about this situation and what Alfano's father had to say about it on Twitter last week. Um, I certainly do not know anything about what's going on behind the scenes, but I do have six years of experience as an unemployment insurance adjudicator. And what when I read these two like statements, they seem like they're describing a different thing. Like It was not super unusual 
for when somebody quit a job for people to for the employer and the employee to have two wildly contrasting views of what happened. So it'll be interesting to see. As, as far as I know, we haven't gotten any more updates from the Alfano camp publicly about what's going on here. So Frank Alfano said on Twitter he wants Antonio to return to Alabama, um, even if he enters the portal. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting situation. Um, Saban did seem a little scorched earth on a Wednesday night. Yeah. On Wednesday afternoon, Kentucky linebacker Cash Daniel denied allegations that he deliberately twisted Kyle Trask's leg in the Wildcats' loss to Florida last weekend. This was how Daniel explained the Skycam footage that appeared to show him twisting the ankle of the Florida Gators quarterback. Do I talk a lot of crap? Absolutely. And do I bump a dude here and there to get underneath the skin and talk while I'm doing it? Absolutely. That's my part of my game. That's what I do. But am I out there deliberately hurt somebody? Absolutely not. I've kept my mouth shut about it. I've been biting my tongue about it as long as I can because that's something that I actually hold close to me. I'm a victim of a dirty play. If you don't believe me, I got a plate and seven screws in my right ankle to prove that. I got a scar running halfway down my leg. So I'm not out there to hurt anybody. My hand that I had surgery on, this one got stepped on as it was going down. This surgery, this surgery repaired hand has two screws in it. If enough weight's still on it, it still hurts like you know what. My hand's caught underneath here. I instantly get stepped on. I'm trying to move shit around. I pulled my hand out there last second because I just pulled it out. There was like, I got it stuck underneath a lineman's leg with all that weight on it. Then I pulled it free from that, kept moving stuff, kept hitting legs and stuff, and finally it came through. Maybe he felt something weird, I don't know, but I'm not out there to twist nobody's ankle or hurt nobody. End of story. What did he say to you afterwards? I don't know. I heard something 56, and I play with the FU mentality, so... When I hear my number, somebody says, I'm going to turn around and say something right back to him. So, Trey, that's his explanation. Are you particularly convinced by it? Not really. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we saw what happened. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, no, I mean, he's saying, I was trying to get my hand out of danger. And it's like, okay, but you see, like, multi-directional torque being applied. to. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where the more words you have to say about it, and he did go on about the situation for about a minute, the like the less convincing your answer seems. So I don't know. I guess we'll never really truly know. the 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 Skycam footage is just your view is just obscured enough about it that I think there will always be a measure of doubt about what exactly was going on there. But I, I think he was twisting the man's leg. How do you think it was handled PR wise here? Like, I, I guess it, I guess it makes sense to send him out there to the media. You can't say we're not going to let cash Daniel talk the rest of the year. And I do think if he had issued a statement saying the same thing, he said that statement probably would have blown up even more like a statement almost implies guilt. I don't know. Uh, this happens every once in a while, every few years. And I mean, I don't know. I don't believe him, but whatever. <laughs> Um, Jimbo Fisher said on his Wednesday radio show that running back Vernon Jackson will probably never play football again. So that's, that's really sad. Uh, Jackson was a top two, four, seven athlete in the class of 2018 who suffered a bad neck injury in the spring. And let me just add another sec update. we got a lot of sec injury updates too. Alabama defensive lineman, LeBron Ray is actually progressing quite nicely. Uh, and he could be, return in time for Alabama's game against LSU in November, some people thought Ray might be out for the season. So that's good news for Bama, too. 
Uh, speaking of the Aggies, Texas A&M and Arkansas, you might have noticed, have been facing off since the 2009 season, even before Texas A&M joined the SEC. And they had chosen Jerry World as the venue for where they were going to uh, play that series. It started in 2009 and is running to they have a contract through the year 2024, I believe. And uh, But Texas A&M and Arkansas fans alike getting a little bit frustrated with the arrangement, having it definitely at a neutral site, site every year, uh, with the exception of the 2012 and 2013 games uh, in the series. Um, you know, they, they miss a home game because of this uh, every other year. And, uh, you know, there are enough people. There's just general well of backlash against all these extended commitments to neutral site games. So uh, Scott Woodward, previous Texas A&M AD, seemed pretty adamantly opposed to uh, uh, get backing out of the agreement with Jerry World. But good news for Texas A&M and Arkansas fans is that new Texas A&M AD Ross Bjork uh, replied to a Aggie fan complaining about uh, complaining about the, the games at Jerry World and uh, offering to build a statue of him if he gets the game back on campuses. And he replied, no statue needed or warranted, but I hear you loud and clear. So, uh, again, committed to that venue until 2024, but we'll see what happens. Hey, Connor, before we sign off, we've got a Brooks Melchior of Sports by Brooks saying that Auburn Super Boosters have targeted Bob Stoops as a replacement for Gus Malzahn. And that USC President Carol Folt does not want Urban Meyer as a possible replacement for Clay Helton. It's like really early. Gus Malzahn's 3-0, and he beat Oregon. But all yeah. of this, uh, none of this stuff really started to matter yet. But I thought it was worth sharing this little nugget from the college football rumor mill. Yeah, Auburn, Auburn Boosters, what are you doing? I mean, your coach is 3-0. Like, just chill out for a second. Like, we expect them to do this in, like, you know, after a loss, but this is just too early. Yeah, you're 3-0. and You just had a really, really nice win against Oregon. I mean, we'll see what happens this weekend in Texas A&M. I think there's a pretty solid chance they lose that game and are feeling pretty frustrated, but um, we'll see. Uh, by the way, uh, the reemergence of sports by Brooks from I don't know where he went has been one of the more interesting developments in the sports world of the past year. That's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you appreciate what we're doing, we ask that you do one thing this week to help us build our audience, whether that's telling a friend or family member about the show or leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It's all appreciated. Our next episode will come late Thursday or early Friday in the form of the audio version of the 24-7 Sports College Football Show, which you can watch in video form live at 11.30 a.m. Central on YouTube, Periscope, or Facebook. For Trey Scott, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you bright and early or maybe late on Thursday or early Friday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.